I will be the first to admit to you right now, right here, I am a Hallmark Christmas movie addict. Obviously, there are others who can testify with me. I don't really know why. Okay, really, maybe I do know why. We all have to believe in that perfect family Christmas, don't we? I can turn on a Hallmark movie, and no matter where it is in the story, I can pick it up, and I can watch it, and I can know exactly what's happening. I can leave in the middle of any movie because I know how it's going to end. And if I watch the whole thing through, I'm going to feel warm and fuzzy. In the end, love wins. There's a beautiful family Christmas. Oh, and there's always a white Christmas. What else do we need, really? How many of you have experienced that in your real life? The problem comes when we think that is real life, isn't it? When we let ourselves get up, set, because Christmas didn't happen the way it does in the movies. I admit that there were many years as a single young person that Christmas could sometimes be very disappointing for me. I mean, even though I had a wonderful large family, Christmas afternoon, after everyone went home and I was alone, I could be very sad. And I know I'm not the only one. There are many people who suffer that real depression during the holidays because their life doesn't seem to live up to all that that Hallmark movie brings. There are those who suffer illness, loss, pain, fear, and Christmas just isn't happy. Our text today is Joseph's version of the first Christmas story. Not a virgin story, but a vision story. Was Joseph a dreamer who didn't let the world guide him? Or was he a righteous man who trusted life and love rather than rules? With all that was going on in the world, did Joseph recognize that he and the world really did need a savior? Do we recognize with all that is going on in our world today, do we recognize that we need a savior? Joseph finds out that Mary's going to have a baby and he knows it's not his. I'm guessing he didn't feel like he was in a good old Hallmark movie. I'm guessing he was thinking, how did I get myself here and how do I get myself out? And an angel appears to him in a dream and tells him, do this, stay with Mary, raise this baby. Now there was probably nothing about that situation that felt good to Joseph. Even knowing that this child is from God, still, what will everyone think? 
We ask that question a lot, don't we? Whether we ask it out loud or not, we often think to ourselves, what are people going to think? What happens to Joseph that day is certainly not what the world would see as kosher. But sometimes what happens in our lives that we initially view as failure, we can find there's grace and that we're being more faithful than we ever expected. That first Christmas was a far piece from fitting and proper. No one could blame Joseph if he had walked away. This is Mary's problem. Why should you have to take on the embarrassment? He could just go on about his business. And before long, people would move on and he could go on about his normal life. What well, one of us wouldn't have at least had the same thoughts if we'd been Joseph. We just don't like to be in that kind of situation, do we? But doing what is faithful isn't always doing what social convention tells us is right. Walter Brueggemann has written a lot about the power of dreams in the Bible. From Jacob terrified and exhausted by his guilty fleeing to the Old Testament Joseph shackled in a prison cell to Daniel doing a death dance in the lion's den and on and on. But Brueggemann says that dreams are the way God frees us and rebirths us and pushes us into new life. God reminds us that all the dreams I'm sorry, Brueggemann reminds us that all the dreams and scriptures have one thing in common. They represent the intrusion of God into a settled world. An unbidden communication in the dark of the night that opens sleepers to a world of different from the one they may inhabit during the day. I love that. An unbidden communication in the dark. Joseph's day maybe wasn't filled with calmness or maybe wasn't settled in any way. But that night, in that dream, Joseph's life changed forever. Joseph didn't go against social convention because he was super rebellious or because he just wanted to be seen as good. Joseph went against social convention because God intervened in an unexpected way, which God often does. How often do our lives take turns that we're not happy about, that make us think nothing is going our way? And later we look back and we can very clearly see God's hand was in it. How often do we look back on our lives and see different people who God placed in our lives and see the way that their very presence helped save our lives 
in some way or another. Joseph now faces a future that is very different from the one he expected. He didn't begin to understand what all was about to happen to him. I'm guessing if he had known, he might have really turned and run the other direction. Just the thought of raising the one who would be the savior to all the world. Joseph knows enough to say yes to God. Yes, God, I'll do what you ask of me. And as we know, Joseph had some very interesting years with Jesus. I'm guessing as he looked back on the years later in life, he could see that his decision to stay with Mary was the right one. It probably wasn't that Hallmark movie we love to see. He probably looked back to see the way Jesus' life changed the world. But I'm also guessing there were times he wondered, what have I done? Why did God ask me to do this? I am not prepared for this. I'm guessing the day he found Jesus in the temple teaching to the adults, he thought, what in the world? This child knows more than I do. When we go through our lives and there's no surefire way to know the decision that we're making is right, we have to step out on faith. Sometimes we step out and it's the wrong direction. And sometimes it takes us a while to bring ourselves back from the wrong decisions we make. Maybe sometimes we need to sleep on decisions before we make them. But the thing that is so wonderful about this life we live is the fact that because of our relationship with this little child that came to earth as a baby, this little child that was raised by two very trusting and faithful parents, this little child that came to show us the way to live, because of that child, we wait in anticipation. We know our lives are going to have that perfect ending. Our lives will end with us joining our Savior in an eternity of perfection. Isn't that about the most reassuring thing we can ever know? Isn't that the hallmark ending we really need to know? When we step out on faith and do the things that might go against social convention but are things we feel like God is calling us to do, we can trust that the end result might just be salvation for another person. And we can know with certainty that the love that Jesus brought to us in the form of a baby ultimately means for you and for me happiness. Amen and amen.